Hello everyone, welcome back to The Co Show. My name is Mason Co, and here as always with my co-host Aaron Co. This Uh-oh. is Seahawk Talk uh, number six. We are on the bye. And bye. yeah, and uh, 5-0, and oh, obviously feeling great heading into the bye week. Coming out of the bye week, uh, you know, obviously we don't have a game to talk about for the Seahawks, but I guess we will do a slightly extended preview of the next game against the Cardinals, especially seeing as it's divisional. And also just kind of a general feelings, um, just coming out of the bye week. I mean, the most general feeling is great because we're 5-0, and oh, but... You cannot do better than 5-0. and oh. Yeah, absolutely cannot. That's my analysis. Can't do better... Show than... over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, so we'll kind of just go through and, and talk about our our likes and dislikes so far from the season and then head right into a preview of next week's game versus the Cardinals, which there's no use to preview that game. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's Seahawks-Cardinals is always a shit show, so... Yeah, it seems like, you know, they... they... I believe they beat us up here in 2013. I mean, not that that matters. There are almost no players in common. Yeah. You know, but but it's always kind of been like that. It seems like they sneak up and bite the Seahawks when when they shouldn't. Yeah, for sure. And then you've had, I mean, some of the, the tie, ugly, the tie yeah. which is probably the worst football game I've ever seen. I think so. Than maybe the 08 Apple, whatever year that was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I blocked it out. Yeah. But, um, those are the two worst football games I've ever seen. But what was it? Was it six to six? I think game? so. I think so. Yeah. So you had yeah. Yeah. Anyway, ugh, yeah. Okay. Let's. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, <laughs> indoors in Arizona. So I don't know how that happened, but it did. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we could kind of just go by go by position group and go from there. Obviously, starting with Russell Wilson, can't ask for anything more. There was one or two times he made a questionable decision or maybe held the ball for too long. I think that's the biggest thing is he holds the ball a little too long sometimes. Yeah. But other than that, there's absolutely nothing more we can ask from Russell Wilson. He's the MVP so far this year. He's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many others currently, I believe. And, yeah, I mean, just amazing, amazing altogether. Would so. you would you take uh, 4,800 yards and 61 touchdown passes? You know, uh, yeah, that that sounds all right. That's what he's on pace for. That sounds right all right. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. The pace he's on right now. Absolute so. insanity from Russell Wilson. Yeah. But yeah, and you know, I I can't say I expected him to play this well, but um, and honestly, I I couldn't I wouldn't have expected him to play this well mostly because of shoddy. It was mostly because of the play calling. They weren't letting him cook, and this year they yeah. are. It, it's yeah. complete complete change of pace for. Uh, for this offense and especially for shoddy who was on the uh, was with the Colts before and had a similar run run pass style finally he's seeing what he has and working with it and also in part to the offensive line playing incredible so far this year at least with pass blocking well part part of shoddy's deal is he's played for defensive coaches for, for much of his career so you know, as much as people want to talk about shoddy letting Russ cook, Pete Carroll has to let Russ cook. That's true. Pete Carroll has to decide to go for it on fourth and three on on you know the the opponent's side of the field, which you know they had a, a you know a big touchdown pass to DK in that situation mm-hmm. this year. So P- Pete Carroll, I I don't 
I think Shoddy, you know, he's he's an employee. You yeah, know, he's he, he doesn't get to do whatever he wants. So I think Pete Carroll changed changed his philosophy and and is letting Shoddy cook. Yeah, if you will, yeah. Skybox Shoddy. So I think that's been the biggest change in the offense. Um, you know, obviously DK's emergence um, incredible has given them something that this franchise has never had it. I've said that ever. I've said that since before Chris Matthews showed up randomly in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, like. I've said it even before then. When will we ever in Seahawks history get a guy, just a, a a guy built like that, a guy that can run, jump, is big? Can yeah. you know, like, when are we gonna get that guy? Because our best receivers are Doug Baldwin's, or I mean, you know, Steve Largent's one of the greatest of all time, but he wasn't built like DK Metcalf no. by any stretch. Largent was. Well, the, the the crafty yeah know, the crafty white guy of the course, guy yeah. that you use the yeah the phrases that you use with white receivers but you know he he wasn't fast no. he wasn't big he was just an you know one of the greatest you I've heard him be described as the greatest route runner of all time I don't mm -hmm. know if that's true or not but he was yeah he was a great route runner he was smart and, and all those types of things but. Um, but they've never, you know, those guys are DK Metcalfs are hard to find. Everybody yeah. wants them. Yeah. People draft them in the top five picks, and most of them are busts. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't they don't pan out very often. Um, but he's been special. He is on. I, I it's kind of fun for me. I like during the bye week to see what guys are on pace for. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it it never holds up. No. It changes either way. But but DK right now is on pace for seventy catches. Uh, 1587 yards and 16 touchdowns. I mean, I, I will take that. Yeah, <laughs> I will yeah. take that. And that's a that's a notch more than I expected. I thought you know because he was 900 yards last season. Yeah. Second year receivers normally take a, a big step forward. So I was thinking, I was thinking he'd be in the 1200 range. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, that's the that's ideal though. That's like an ideal sophomore year jump. So like if he jumps up to twelve hundred, you're very happy with that. Yeah, if you look at if you look at most receivers that have a rookie season of nine hundred yards, most of them jump up to because believe it or not, there aren't many rookie receivers who do that. Yeah, um, yeah. that yeah. have a nine hundred yard rookie season. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the list of guys that have done that, most of them have have come up. You know, if if they're healthy, have come up in the you know twelve hundred yard range. Right. Um, so he's, you know, I'd still like him to catch a few more. Um, yeah, but, yeah, there's a couple of drops in there. But, you know, and it's funny. I don't think he has many things that are considered drops. Yeah, because he was on he was on the Pardon My Take yeah. podcast, and he said the stat was he only had one drop, but yeah. I could remember two from that one that Patriots they're, game. They're pretty friendly with drops in stats. So a drop is basically if it's on your body. On your palms. If you or, don't have yeah. to reach for it. Mm -hmm. Um but I, like I, I've said a few times on this podcast, I want an elite receiver to go up and high point a ball. Yeah, so which he you did. Go, yeah, he, he did against the Vikings really well when that cornerback was lost. So if you go up and get your fingertips on a ball and don't and don't catch it, that's not a drop. But in my mind, catch the goddamn ball, bro. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's why you're elite. Two hands. So. I mean, yeah, two two solid hands on the ball. You yeah, should catch you got to catch that. So, um, but those are often not called drops. But anyway, he, you know, hey, no, no. I mean, I can complain about anything, but I'm not going to complain about what he's done so yeah. far as a as a overall picture. You had the 
the miscue where he you know let up and got the ball knocked away. That's He's just had a couple little like, things that will that, never happen no, again. I no. guarantee he will never let something happen, something like that happen again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess let's talk about the rest of the receivers too while we're at it. Yeah. Tyler Lockett's doing Tyler Lockett stuff. He's just he's yeah consistently been incredible and underrated throughout his whole career. He's on pace for 96, 10, 94, and 13 touchdowns. I will which also is about take what, that. Which is about what I think that's what he is. You yeah. Know, he's not he's not going to be a he's not going to be a number one receiver, but he can be a really good number two receiver. Yeah. He's kind of been thrust into a number one role. Mm-hmm. for a couple years there but um but he's just a, he's a good really good complimentary piece yeah for sure and then i've been really happy with for the most part with david moore as well he has made he hasn't he has a thing where he just makes the hardest catches yeah so it makes it kind of seem like he's probably a better receiver than he actually is because he, he makes these difficult touchdown catches but as a you know as a third guy it's Eh. He was in danger of getting cut, I think. Um, I mean, no, no one from the Seahawks has said that, obviously. But just stuff I was hearing, like, yeah, I don't know if this guy's gonna make the team. You had uh, the guy that came over from New England. Um, oh yeah, Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett. Forgot we have him coming back. Hopefully, um, Josh Gordon. <sighs> Josh Gordon, who I who knows the NFL is just he's in. I don't know. I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or not, but the weeks that he hasn't played this year should count towards the suspension. Because they they've completely just yeah. ignored him. Yeah, so. but we don't even know what a suspension is. It's a big secret, which I I don't just just give the guy a number. Yeah. I hey, if he's out for the season, whatever, just make a decision. It's it's like ex- it's extremely unfair that they just aren't dis- like they just aren't deciding. Yeah. They're just holding him back. Do you do you remember when you were a kid and you fucked up and like, like you you go up to your room and we'll we're gonna talk about. You know, and that that time up in your room wondering like what? Just tell me. Just yeah. tell me. Yeah. How long, am I grounded for a year? Yeah. Am I, yeah. That's what they're doing to him. Like, mm-hmm. go to your room and we'll. You know, you can just sit up there and sweat until we decide. It's and ridiculous. It's been long enough. It's like, ridiculous. Just, at how many weeks? Fill in the yeah. blank. Let's let's find out what it is. So, um, but yeah, I've been I've been pretty happy. So you've got David Moore, who again in danger of being cut. You know, he's he's produced. Mm-hmm. He's doing what a third receiver essentially should do. Yeah. Um, and then what I also like is I've been a little bit surprised with Swain. Um, yeah, yeah. What was he, a six-round pick or something like mm-hmm. that um, this year? He's contributed. So, you know, there's different kinds of third receivers. David Moore is a down-the-field contested ball receiver. Um, Swain is more, you know gadget plays screen plays you know get him open on picks he's more of that shifty little guy Mm -hmm. um so just that that combination i thought has been has been pretty effective and that was honestly other than the pass rush which we'll get into um the third receiver was probably my second biggest concern going into the season i would agree with that um so they've they've been they've contributed more than i expected so I've been, sure. especially considering that dorset yeah hasn't, hasn't been able to play i so. just i like i there's been multiple times where i just re- remember he's on the team and i just i get really excited because i think he can really offer something just even as a burner you know yeah. whatever just uh having a, having another athlete out there you know yeah i mean you got you know, you're gonna have dk and dorset 
two, you know, two, four, three guys out there. Yeah, you know, that's exciting. You gotta, you as a defense, you gotta think about how you're gonna cover that. Yeah, you know, just roll them out to tire out Jalen Ramsey twice a year. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, pretty happy with the receivers. Yeah. Um, tight ends, same thing. I, I mean, Greg Olson yeah. had a pretty rough game. What was it against the? Was it Cowboys? When they he had the pick six. He that was the first game that was against Atlanta. Oh yeah, that was like the first right, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he had a little, you know, rough start, but uh, I, I can't speak to what he's offering in the locker room. But I imagine he's learning or he's teaching Will Disley. Yeah. And I imagine Will Disley's just soaking up that information like a sponge. So I'm excited about that. Disley has looked good. He's, yeah. You know, it seems like he hasn't really lost a beat from before his injury. Uh, obviously, he put up kind of crazy stats before his injury, yeah. so he won't be able to totally keep pace with that but i was a little bit worried that you know he's not like the super athlete that can necessarily get himself open all the time man to man so i'm just glad to see that he is getting open you know catching touchdowns and stuff yeah he's never gonna be the it's third and six he's gonna run a slant and beat and beat his guy yeah that's not who he is he's a more you know he's gonna get he's smart you know get into the zones and um Good hands, good athleticism, but he's like a four nine. He ran like a four yeah. nine at the combine. He's yeah. not running away from people, and he's a blocker too. Right? Yeah, he's I mean, one of the on top of that. I, I believe he's one of the best blocking tight ends in the league, from yeah. what what I've heard. It's you know it's hard to notice that while you're watching sometimes. Right. But, yeah. Um, and Greg Olson has been you know he's been about what what I think what we could have expected. Yeah, that's you know, about other, what I other expected. than the first play. You know. Yeah. Um, and a couple of he's had a couple of stupid penalties, which is a little surprising. But other mm-hmm. than that, he's caught some important passes. Yeah. Um, he's you know pretty reliable. Um, so far he's you know stayed healthy, which was another concern. So hopefully, knock on wood, that that mm-hmm. continues. So if those two tight ends can stay healthy, and then you've got Hollister, who, hey, he's a solid you know receiving option. He can yeah. be a mismatch problem. Can't really block, but. Um, but you know he he did a pretty good job last year when he was like the only tight end left. You yeah, know? seriously. Yeah. Everybody else went he, down. He so. did. He did. St- he did fill in his role pretty well. Yeah. To you know. I mean, that, he was the go-to receiver. You seriously, know, when, yeah. When everybody else was down. Yeah. So. He he filled yeah. in well for what we were asking him to do. Yeah. Um, running backs. You know, Carlos Hyde's been hurt, but I was happy with what I saw from him. Chris Carson's Chris Carson. You know, yeah. he's great. And they just haven't, you know, they haven't been running it as much. That's obviously. the thing, and and that's what I love is that we're not talking about Chris Carson as this premier back that we're relying on for our offense. We're yeah. not, so it's that's great to hear from for me at least. And I just want to stop the Travis Homer carries. Give give Travis <laughs> Homer give Travis Homer a carry. If we're gonna completely give up on third and twenty five. Give Travis Homer a carry. Give yeah. him like two carries a game, just so when we trot him out there, they don't one hundred percent know if it's going to be a pass. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, we need DJ Dallas to supplant him as yes. the as the go to yes. pass blocker. Seriously. So DJ Dallas, figure out your blocking shit. Yeah. Because you're he's a better runner. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I mean, without he's, question. He only had a couple carries that game, and it was yeah. it was evident. He just looked looked like he has some wiggle, and mm-hmm. and I think he can catch. You know, he can catch it too. Yeah, so. former receiver. Yeah, I'd love to see him uh, move ahead of Travis Homer. But when Travis Homer makes 
big blocks and he does. on fourth and ten. And he does to a win lot. a game. Yeah. You'll you know you gotta you gotta take that. Yeah. That's why he's out there. Yeah. So um, so he's you know yeah but yeah I'd like to see less less opportunities for him to carry the ball. But you do have you can't like you said you can't just never run him. Yeah. Because otherwise the defense you can't have the defense going to roll out dime do. coverage and yeah 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 um carson right now is on pace for 925 10 touchdowns but he's also on pace for 67 catches for 448 yards and another 10 touchdowns holy shit I've, yeah he has three three yeah. receiving touchdowns yeah. so um i don't think he's gonna end up with 20 touchdowns probably um that's great though but you know here's the number one thing ask me what Chris Carson did in the playoffs, and I'll tell you how good his season has been. True. I've seen him in the regular season. True. I have no questions about what he can do. It, let's do what you have to do to keep this guy, uh, you know, viable for the playoffs. Keep him fresh because he could a fresh Chris Carson against banged up defenses in oh yeah in December and January. Uh, he could really be a problem. I mean, there's a chance. There's still a chance we're like going to Green Bay or something yeah, in, in yeah. December. So, yeah, I, I would not. You know, depending on how Carlos Hyde comes back after this injury, I would not mind seeing him nearly split carries with Chris Carson yeah. it, it, as long as he's not playing like dog shit. I would not mind seeing him essentially splitting carries with him until the playoffs because I like. There, we can't like he can't be injured again yeah, for, like yeah. it just can't so yeah i mean overall though running back play i'm happy with uh especially like you said i mean the how many the amount of passes that chris carson has caught yeah and three touchdowns already that's just incredible so can't again can't ask for much more there yeah for sure um I, we already kind of touched on the offensive line it, really good this year i mean yeah. what uh, they had one bad half yeah. in the last game. Yeah. Um, other than that. Some penalties here and there, but yeah, not not, not like noticeable. <laughs> not noticeable like it was before. And the penalties have mostly been on the rookie. And yeah. You, you know, I mean, you can forgive a, a rookie for, for a couple of mistakes. but So your your theory was the offensive line coach is finally getting guys he likes. Yes. Some lighter guys, too. Yeah. So... I didn't. I didn't realize that the offensive line coach didn't have often like his offensive lineman. Um, it's just the the signings and the guys that we were relying on before were just it was weird. Guys like you know Fant and yeah, it was just kind of weird. So I'm glad to see. I'm really glad to see that. You know, it's not just our offensive line coach being shitty. It's because it's the same thing as like a GM. GM needs his head coach. Head coach needs yeah. his quarterback. You know what I mean? It's it's that well, kind of Tom, stuff too. Tom Cable was the previous offensive line coach, and I think they gave him too much say in who they were drafting. Mm. I think you know, um, because he was a respected coach before. Yeah, but I think he maybe was picking the wrong guy. I mean, look at the if you go through, and I don't want to do this for God's sake, but <laughs> if you go through the last, you know, the last whatever six seven Seahawks drafts basically since Russell Okung after him, mm -hmm. you go through and look at who they picked and it's bust after bust after bust. Yep. You know, you have a couple guys that, that have come back to be viable, but they, people want them to draft linemen. They did that mm -hmm. and they just drafted the wrong guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think he's, I think they flushed out 
most of the cable guys and brought in uh, the Mike Solari guys. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's meshing well with what they're trying to do offensively, finally. Yeah. I'm just looking yeah. through the names uh, right now. Uh, why do you have to do this? I'm just. You're just gonna piss me off. I'm having a pretty good day. I, I won't read them I'm out. Be salty I won't. All I won't day. read them James out. James Carpenter. I, that's the first name I was gonna say. I I'm not the gonna Fetty. read them out. Yep, that's one of them too. I'm not gonna read them out. I'm There's not gonna couple. read them out. Okay. Because because anyway, yeah. I don't want you to get sad on the podcast. It just makes me so. Think about the guy, and then you know if you real okay, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to just ruin your fucking day. <laughs> You just you're like too happy and you just want to be miserable. Go look and see who the Seahawks drafted those offensive linemen each year, and then and then look at who players who were drafted after those guys. I'm not gonna do that because that will make me that will actually make you sad. fucking suicidal. And that so will actually make me don't, sad. Don't do it. Yeah. By the yeah. way, just don't do that with any draft <laughs> with any of yeah. your favorite. It's just yeah. a bad it's, idea. It's, it's like it's impossible. It's a bad idea. Like think about how many GM like how many. Fan bases are like, wait, how many players did we draft before Russell Wilson? Like, the, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could do that forever. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, hold on. Um, okay. Mics are still rolling. Camera stopped. I'm gonna try to fix that. But we'll, I'll let you. We'll move on to a different different group. Um, so you can kind of go out here. Let's defensive, go backs. defensive backs. Yeah, that's there's a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah. there. So just you go ahead and start while I try to figure this out. Yeah, that's been a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, so, but part of it, the the four guys that we were expecting who were being compared to, oh, is this another Legion of Boom? Those four guys have played a total of 77 snaps together so far this season. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so if you think about it that way, so you have, you know, Jamal Adams coming in, you have Dunbar coming in and he had, you know, a very unique off season to say the least. (laughs) Um, and then they haven't been able to play together because of injuries and, and, um, uh, camera's live. Oh, hi there. (laughs) Um, and you had Diggs getting thrown out of that game. So They've been together for 77 snaps, and 77 snaps is basically a game. Yeah. So in five games, they've played parts of games that have equaled one game, essentially. Mm-hmm. So um, we had the Dallas game where the, the corners you know, gave up some really bad plays. I think that the corners have been better the last few games. They're at least keeping stuff in front of them. Yeah, um, Shaq's, Shaq's made a couple big plays, too. Yeah, he has. Trey Flowers pisses me off. He's always yeah. leading the, lean the team in tackles. Like, how are, you, yeah. how are you, like, competing with Bobby Wagner for leading the team in tackles <laughs> as, a, as a cornerback? Like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, if you get Dunbar in there more, I think he's played better when he's been able to be out there. Um, Jamal Adams, you know, um, they're still figuring out what to do with him, but... I mean, he obviously is a playmaker. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Um, so, I would say, I you know, if I'm giving them a grade right now, the grade is incomplete. Yep. You yeah. Know, if you make me give them a grade, it's probably a C. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think I think by the end of the year, we're gonna feel pretty decent. Uh, you know, if they stay healthy, I think we're gonna feel pretty good about them as as a group. I hope so, and I agree with that. With that oh, and Amadi. Amadi's played oh, pretty yeah. well. Oh, yeah. I've been really happy with Ugo. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of people on Seahawks Twitter that wanted to see a little more of him last year. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that. Glad to see that 
see, you know, Pete is willing to switch uh, switch stuff up a little, play to his players' strengths. Well, you know, we haven't seen too much of Jamal Adams, but while he's out there, they've used him well. They've been rushing him and letting him play his game for yeah. the most part. Which so, surprised me because yeah, I was me like, too. they're going to bring him in it's here. It's going to be Jimmy Graham 2.0. He's like, going to sit in his zone, yeah. and this is, you know, I'm like, uh Yeah. By yeah, the way, just but they're uh, playing him. They're playing him to his strengths. A brief. I, I won't be able to find the tweet. I don't think I saw a chart of just where Jimmy's Jimmy Garoppolo's passes went last night. Oh. Air yards and the yeah. I have stats on that too. Yeah the uh, the caption of the tweet was Jamal Adams is is built against this yeah. passing attack, and it's true. It's just everything right up in front of him, pretty much. There was no. There was nothing. Nothing where Jamal Adams would have to turn his back and run. Right. So and same same with the Rams. Yeah. Pretty yeah. similar. I mean, they they go down the field a little bit more, but a lot of their stuff. They they both have very horizontal passing games. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy G, you know, his the first the first drive he he had sixty nine yards passing on the first, that first touchdown drive, but his receivers caught the ball. So in relation to the line of scrimmage. He he basically had it was negative twenty yards with, yeah. at the point where he completed the pass. So the receivers had eighty nine yards after the catch, and Jimmy G had sixty nine passing yards. So it was all <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage. Oh and my god! The Seahawks, I think, made an effort to build themselves for that type of game. Yeah, and shout out to Parker Lewis. He's a he's a good member of Seahawks Twitter. He has some mm. some funny stuff and interesting stuff. But this is the original tweet from Next Gen Stats. Uh, the uh, by the way, Parker Lewis was the guy that said Jimmy. Or I mean, um, Jamal Adams was built for this passing attack. Yeah, this is the actual stats though. Jimmy Garoppolo favored quick, short passes in tonight's win over the Rams, with a significant percentage of his yards coming after the catch. Two point three seconds time to throw. Four point four air yards per attempt. Yeesh. And, and that um, was ne- and that was after going negative. 20 yeah yeah averaging negative two yards per attempt yeah. in the first <laughs> so insane yeah. I, I don't think i've ever seen that yeah. um yeah and look then, at the yak yeah, yeah 226 out of 268 passing yards yards after catch yeah saw george kittle um just catching you know beast his way 33 yards after the catch to the end zone yeah. uh yeah and uh, I, maybe i could find jared goff's or uh, Jared Goff's numbers too. I, I won't look too hard, honestly. But yeah, um, he had a few downfield completions later in that game when they were trying to come back. Yeah, yeah. But but early in the game, it was like both you know both of these offensive geniuses running sideways plays. To I know. Try to, to try to cover up for their shitty quarterbacks. So what's interesting to me, I'm pretty sure analytics are like don't run sideways plays. I don't know if that's the truth or not, but. It's interesting to me that these quote-unquote offensive geniuses are running just a bunch of plays that aren't going forward. It's, it's too simple. It's put, that's putting yeah. it way too simply, but... That means you don't trust your quarterback. Yeah. That's what that... You know, we, you know they're going to throw picks if you if you put them in those positions. Yeah. So they're just trying to scheme completions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, linebacker core. I mean, it's KJ and Bobby, you know. KJ has been fantastic KJ, this season. KJ after... at times has looked a step slow, but yeah. he's been really, really great. Yeah, he... I, I think he's playing great. Yeah, you're right. There's a, Especially the first game or two, um, he seemed like he was behind a step, but he's been 
He's been all over the field the last couple of games. He's and, played extremely well. Yeah. I think he heard some of those voices, and he's you know maybe more motivated than ever. Yeah, and I, it's hard to tell too. As a linebacker, a lot of it's being in the right place at the right time. It it could have been early on an instinctual thing, and you know a couple games in he started started to see offenses better. Maybe he's watching more film. I don't know. Or it could have just or he could just be a step slower. Who knows? Yeah. But and either he, way, he's he's making up for it with his instincts. He was somebody that there was concern about him getting cut. So I know if you Crazy. if they had signed, uh, um, God damn it. Clowney, Clowney, or yeah. or Everson Griffin, any of those guys, yeah. but especially Clowney with a bigger number, there was concern that KJ might have been cut <coughs> to save you know eight million bucks or whatever of cap space. So um, I'm glad you know I'm glad he's still there. Yeah, he's, he's proven that he that he can still play. Fun so. fact: Clowney has the same amount of sacks as me and Bruce Irvin. <laughs> That's right. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, let's actually talk about that real quick since we don't have shit to talk about. Um, <laughs> how how are we feeling not signing Clowney at this point? I mean, I would I would rather have him than not have him. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I think that it's pretty evident that his he was never a dynamic pass rusher. No, not even at USC. I don't think. Um, USC meeting University of South yeah, Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He. You know, he makes plays. Um, he makes sometimes some spectacular plays. He looks like he can dominate at times, but I don't think he's his light bulb is on all the time. Mm. Um, but, he's you know, he's good against the run. I mean, he's a good, solid player, but he's not... Our pass rush sucked last year. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. he didn't fix that. He had, three, what, three and a half sacks or something. And I know he was hurt for, for part of the year, but... Um, he basically had one really good game and then was just solid, you know, he's a good, he's a really good player. He's not worth what 20 mil, what, I mean, we were all ready. I was ready. Yeah. Sign him. You know, I don't, but I think we, we have this image of what we want him to be. And he's not that Mm -hmm. and really never has been. He's never had double digit sacks in a season. People don't realize that he's an eight sack guy at his peak. So, um, but yeah, I would rather have him than not, but. Um, but you know, he was, I, it's not a, maybe as big of a deal as we, as we thought it was. Yeah. And I guess let's just move right into the pass rush with that. Yeah. Uh, not good. <laughs> no. We knew it wasn't going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm glad that honestly, I just from an eyeball standpoint, I see Shaquem Griffin out there getting more pressures than like anyone else. Right. So right. You know, props on him. He's, I think he's doing really well, at least from what I've seen. I don't, by the way, when I'm watching football, I don't pay a ton of attention to the line, like just with my yeah. eyes. So, you know, I, I don't, even though I've seen, I saw every play, I, I don't, I, I just don't watch the line a ton. Yeah, so, most people don't, unless you, yeah. you'd have to watch the game four times. Exactly. To, to so, get all these little, little, yeah. Deals, and so. I also have not looked at any. PFF or any other numbers. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm kind of shooting blind here, but it's been bad, but there have been times where a guy will step up and make a play. And I think maybe not this year, but if we just add, I don't know, add one guy or I don't know what it takes, but I think we could as a committee be a decent 
pass rushing team. The problem is most good pass rushing teams or even decent pass rushing teams have a guy that gets sacks. Yeah. So it's hard to have a bunch of guys that get like five, like four or five sacks a year. Like it's hard to do that. So I probably what it's going to take is us signing a big pass rusher or drafting one. Possibly, or yeah, but, or just somebody. So you know, we have um, the dude that we dra- that they drafted in the second round, I think, who's been uh, out. Alton, Alton he Robinson. He was a fifth round pick, I think. It's the other guy that hasn't played yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, <laughs> but I'm already um, on Seahawks draft history. Darrell Dar- Taylor. Yeah, so he hasn't played yet. I'm not sure when he's back exactly, but it um, it should be fairly soon. I was excited about both of those guys, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And Alton Robinson has made a couple plays overall. He hasn't been much of a factor. Yeah. Um, uh, Mayowa, Mayowa. Why the hell do you say? I, I still say don't know May- how to say his name. Uh, Mayowa. I say Mayowa. I think that's um, how broadcasters say it most of the time. You know, he has he has two sacks. Um, he's He's – been in on the quarterback on a couple of very crucial plays late mm-hmm. in games. Um, the team as a whole has nine sacks. That's with Mayoa and Adams. Do we know um, where that ranks? Two each. I don't, um, but probably not very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess the question is, you know, can you know trade deadline coming up in in a in a, in a week? I think it's two weeks from now, roughly. Mm-hmm. You know. Is there a guy that they could go out there and get? Could they go out and get Ngakwe now that the now that Minnesota is, you know, going nowhere? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems a little bit weird that they would do that. But is there a guy that they could go out and add? I don't know. It's hard to do that in the middle of the season. Um, and so yeah, if assuming they can't, is this defense good enough to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I've always felt like, you know, back in the day it was defenses win championships. Yeah. Um, to me, I felt like for the last 20 years, I feel like you have to be exceptional on one side of the ball and, and above average on the other side. Yep. Um, I would say that's more and more going toward having a, a great quarterback and a, or a great offense. Um, if you look at the last 30 years of, of, of Super Bowl winners, you know, the weakest quarterbacks. Really, I mean, Russ Wilson was one of the weakest. Yeah. I mean, he was a second-year player. He wasn't. It was like, yeah. yeah. Joe he Flacco. He was a game manager. Yeah. Joe Flacco, last year Peyton Manning. Yeah. Was was not good. And, and uh, Trent the, Dilfer is the big one. Trent Dilfer and then the Tampa Bay guy that Gruden had, Brad Johnson. Yeah. He was another game manager. But what do all those teams have in common? Those are some of the greatest defenses mm-hmm. of all time. So, um, and Russell Wilson was pretty good. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Believe me, I'm not saying he's. He was a great rookie, but he was yeah. a rookie. He was second year, second or year, second year. Sorry, yeah, yeah. but still, he's a great. He's a great second year quarterback, just not Patrick Mahomes. Like no, uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, anyway. So can their defense? So their their offense, I believe, is exceptional. You know, if they keep everybody healthy, you know, they, they are exceptional. Can their defense, can we get to average? By the way, we are 21st in sacks per games at 1.8 sack per game. That's actually kind of surprising. Yeah, I know. teams and, that are worse. And we are not, I mean, Buffalo, Dal- Buffalo and Dallas are at 2.0, so we're not 
necessarily far behind them. Yeah. But, wow, San Francisco, 23, 1.7. Wow. That's very they, surprising. They lost a, lost a few guys. Wow, the the Bosa brothers, 1.7, 1.6, 23, and 24 yeah. for the Chargers and, and 49ers. Wow. That's very surprising. Yeah. Well, um, the San Francisco Bosa is out for the year, right? Isn't he? Or is he out for yeah, yeah. a good chunk of the year? I yeah. can't remember. Um, so, I, you know, if you look at – it depends on what rankings you believe in, but – all of them are pretty similar with where the Seahawks are ranked as a defensive unit overall. They're in the 19 to 22 range in most most ways that you measure overall defense. So I think they need to get a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but if they could just get a little bit better, I think they have enough offense to win. Yeah. But, you know, um, but yeah, we need to see some improvements. And hopefully just having... They're going to need some good health, um, but having a couple guys back, I think, will will benefit them. For sure. Um, maybe that rookie can add a little something. Mm-hmm. But you're getting, you know, you're getting some contributions from L.J. Collier. Yeah. By the way, he's Jesus, ma- thank he's made God. some plays. Yeah. Um, he's not a pass rusher, really. He does have one sack. Um, you know, you're, so you're getting, you're getting, you know, Alton Robinson has been in there. Mayo has been in there a few times. But yeah, you're not going to have a a dominant pass rusher it's gonna have to be you know teams are gonna drive down the field and then you have to try to keep them out of the end zone that's yep. that's the defense that that we have right now so but that's good enough when you're scoring touchdowns on the other end yeah um you know and, and you have a quarterback that can can take the ball down the field and win you the game at the end i mean that that could be enough i mean they're i'm not i'm not overly confident that they'll win the super bowl but i think they're certainly a team that's in the mix to I think to you get can't there. yeah, you can't talk about contenders without the Seahawks being towards the top of that list. Yeah, yeah. So um I guess before we move into the the uh Cardinals preview, first of all, do you have anything left? No, the only other thing would be special teams and I think special teams has been great. Yeah. Old Dickie's been Dickie's been big balls. Yeah. Has been has been fantastic. He mm-hmm. I thought took a step back last year. He did, he definitely did. But uh, but I think he's been been right there this year. He's dropping him inside the twenty. Yeah. By the way, inside the five. Yeah, seriously, yeah. he's putting out a hat that says "Big Dixon Energy," nice. which I just love. Oh, yeah, it's pretty great. Make your money. Um, yeah, <laughs> I might buy one on it. I mean, no, they don't look very good. So <laughs> I probably won't. But uh, yeah, the so kick, the kicker is hasn't been asked to do much, but he's done his job. Yeah. Um, the return guys have. You know, I mean, in today's NFL, you don't see a lot of returns, but they've been solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think special teams has ranked. Uh, I think they're ranked in the top four. Oh in wow! The NFL. I didn't. I didn't realize. I mean, yeah, it makes sense with, with Dixon doing his thing. Yeah. So there. So that's that's been a solid unit, and no reason to think that'll change. So, um, so yeah, that's been that's been good to see. Um, we just got to get man, just a little little bit more pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'll be, they'll be okay. They'll be yeah. fine. All right. Before we head into the Cardinals and Seahawks preview there, we got two Monday night games tonight, or I mean, Chiefs Bills is Monday afternoon. It's at two o'clock. Oh. Um, I totally forgot that there was two games today. Chiefs Bills, by the way, that's a good matchup. Yeah. That should um, be fun to that'll watch. It'll be exciting. Two four and one teams. They're giving KC five and a half points on the road. Maybe that's a lot on the road. Yeah, I mean, 
home adva- home field advantage isn't crazy this year, obviously. But you still have to know. travel. You know, uh, yeah. it's still not your locker room. It's I don't still... know. You know, five and a half. That's it's it's a good chunk. I, I'd probably take the Chiefs. You know, it's hard for me to bet against Patrick Mahomes, honestly. Um, Anything well, less than less than seven, I would take the yeah, Chiefs. But yeah. I don't feel great about it. I could see it. I wouldn't bet it. I just, I wouldn't yeah. bet it. Yeah. Um, and then we got Cardinals at the Cowboys. They're giving Dallas a point. <laughs> uh, well, you know, my, my player of the week this week is supposed to be the, the ginger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I would you, love to see. So are you taking Would you take Dallas then? Uh, no. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not taking Dallas. Fuck that. I think they Hell have no. a chance. I think they have a chance. They, I think they definitely yeah. have a chance oh, to yeah, win yeah. the game. I mean, Cardinals had an, uh, I figure out who it was. They had a really ugly loss though. Yeah. So, I mean, the Cardinals are not very good either. No. Um, but you would think they're probably going to run pretty wild on Dallas's defense. Mm-hmm. And then what, you know, I think the ginger is going to surprise a few people though. Yeah. I do. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if he went out and had a, a real nice game. Yeah. Cause it's not, you know, people, it's not like he sucked ass ever. No. Like he never really sucked. I he don't had think. a few really good years. He just yeah. had no, no team around him the last couple of years. So he's got some receivers. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I think he's going to do pretty well. All right. Um, moving into Seahawks Cardinals, they the line will change uh, probably after the Cowboys game, but right now they're giving Seahawks three and a half. I'm just I ne- I will never bet on the Seahawks unless <laughs> unless it's money line, and yeah. and I would not bet on Seahawks Cardinals ever. So not three and a half. If it was two and a half, I would. Yeah, but I don't like that half at yeah. all. That half is how you lose money. Exactly. <laughs> Especially with the Seahawks, I mean, they when are they going to win by more than three points? Not very yeah. often. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Kyler Murray looking pretty solid this year. He does have eight touchdowns and six picks, which is not good. Kenyon Drake, fuck you, disappointing on my fantasy team. Uh, and then they obviously have DeAndre Hopkins, also the the legend Larry, and Christian Kirk, who's who's a pretty solid young guy. Um. You know, I just. I said it might be an extended preview, but especially with Seahawks Cardinals, there's really no prediction you can make. I mean, yeah. If I had to, you know, if I had to throw a score out there, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, thirty-one, thirty-one twenty-four. Yeah, that, that's about what my guess would be. But I, I was thinking, the first thing that jumped into my head was 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 uh 27 24 okay but yeah, that seems right. maybe a little low to me it could yeah true that, that, that might be low I, the yeah. first number i popped in my head for the seahawks was 27 as well actually yeah but i bumped it up um yeah i mean seahawks got a 66 percent chance of winning there's yeah, only a it's... point there's only a point three percent chance of a tie i think that should be a little higher <laughs> honestly yeah yeah it could be six to six again yeah um i think that uh so the the Cardinals are, you know, one thing that they have in common with the Rams and the 49ers is a lot of horizontal stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of passes caught behind the line of scrimmage. Um, the rookies not throwing it downfield much. There's a lot of Hopkins in the flat and yeah. then making a play. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's you know, I don't know if you're judging running quarterbacks, is he? Who would you take first in the NFL for a running quarterback? I mean, Lamar than him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, he looks like a toddler when he runs. He's, <laughs> funny. He's got his arms out. <laughs> yeah, he looks like I may have said this before, but he looks like a he looks like an old football film that they've sped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah, his feet are just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he's a dynamic runner. You know, Cam Newton is is a different kind of runner. That's another guy that mm-hmm. that always scares me. But um, yeah, I mean, he's going to. I guarantee you, there's going to be a third and 11 or two or three that he gets with his legs where yeah. people are going to be punching the walls. Yeah. Um, people meaning, yeah, uh, not just me. You're going to hear the echo. Puget <laughs> sound region, <laughs> but yes, me. Um, but he's going to have a few of those, but they just have to limit. They just have to not let those be touchdown runs. They have to limit the number of times that that happens. But yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a frustrating game to watch because oh, he's yeah. gonna move. They're gonna move the ball, and we just gotta hopefully keep him out of the end zone at least some of the time. For and, sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's fun to watch. Um, I don't know, I don't know if he's ever gonna be a great quarterback or not, but he is he is exciting to watch. Hopefully my Trey Flowers pick prediction will hit this week. It's, it's one of these days. It's been a couple weeks, but I'm just gonna keep saying it until it happens. Uh, yeah, six picks for him so far. You know, I mean, it's hopeful at least. Uh, and Jamal Adams should be back, right? Yeah, he, I think he's gonna be okay. back. I think yeah. he might have. You know, I think they he maybe even could have played in the last game. That's but what they, I thought. They're like, let's give him the bye and yeah. get him completely Fully, right. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I'm glad they did that. Yeah. Obviously, we won, so I'm you know glad. They Who's did that, more but... likely to? kill someone in this game jamal adams or buddha baker Ooh. Hmm. buddha baker for being like 180 pounds yeah he's a hitter man he i mean he killed two of our running backs last year god i could see him lighting up tyler lockett honestly i'm trying to think <laughs> trying to think yeah. of a receiver that could really get it from freddie swain <laughs> oh my god yeah you break him in half jesus yeah um yeah so i'm i'm kind of excited kind of not for this game just because it's always fun watching uh you know a divisional divisional game um but it's always it's also not fun to watch a divisional game because it's just you never know what's gonna happen always just crazy shit yeah potentially a very ugly game but yeah do you got anything else no i mean i think it's a it's a big game you know so we you know, I assume we'll talk. We'll probably talk more about 49ers Rams. You know, on our next podcast Wednesday. too. But, um, but you know, you want to keep you want to keep that uh, advantage that you've set up for yourself. So, losing this game, you know, puts everybody back on the table as far as being able to catch up with you. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a big one. It's a big one. Um, I'm not going to say the Seahawks have had an easy schedule because we were concerned about the early part of their schedule before it got easy Yeah, with Dallas being Hindsight. awful, but, but yeah, I think, you know, it's important to, you know, coming off a bye, you've got Arizona playing tonight. So we had a, you know, Seahawks have a bye and they they have short rest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Seahawks should be healthy and ready to go. Now it's, do they have the energy? That's always the concern right. after the bye. Look at the, pa- you know, note the Packers last week had, did not have energy after no. their bye. So, um, yeah, it's a hard, again, like we keep saying, hard to predict. Um, you know, the Seahawks should, should win this game. I think they're the better football team. I've said all along I that 
Arizona, in my opinion, was overrated coming into the season because they got one wide receiver. Yeah. Doesn't fix the other issues that they had. So, um, yeah, should should win this one. But For sure. Who the hell knows? All right. Well, <laughs> anything else on, on Seahawks or uh, how we're feeling coming out of the bye week or coaching or anything like that? You got anything? No, I mean, so, you know, coaching, I mean, we have some concerns about Ken Norton. Yeah. And I I don't know how much is him, how much is personnel, how much is Pete Carroll, I don't know. But I know that Ken Norton was an awful defensive coordinator for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, And their defense looks better after he's gone. Yep. I mean, they have a lot of different players, but um, I – yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Ken Norton, um, but over overall the coaching staff seems like they've really done a nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, no complaints there. They're letting Russ cook like everybody wanted, but they're not overcooking for yeah. the most part. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. For sure. Well, with that being said, I guess it's time to wrap up. Um, I should have said this at the beginning, but... Yeah, no one's watching right now, but... Um, Everybody. There's, like, millions of people. Yeah. 50, 57% of you fuckers aren't subscribed, so go <laughs> subscribe. ahead and... Subscribe. It's free. Go ahead and do that. Tell your friends. Yeah, I know the stats. It's 57%. And so. feel free to, like, post on Facebook or Twitter that, that if you if you like... If you yeah. don't like it, shut you your know, goddamn we're mouth. Not gonna, we're not going to go out and beg individual people, yeah. but as, as a whole, yeah. if you like our shit retweet when we post about it yeah post about it yourself we'll take it all um that's right yeah again it's just fun to do this so also vote even if you're stupid and wrong i hope you'll vote yeah it's it's your it's your civic duty you know do it half of y'all will probably disagree you know just playing the numbers half of you guys are gonna vote different than i voted but yeah still do it um Yeah. yeah all right see you guys see ya